Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week, the two big events from this weekend. Rumble at the Rumble 4 taking place yesterday, January 29th, and Rising Stars creating cards taking place today, January 30th. Results coming in just moments before I started recording this. Before I get into the details of these two events, there were a couple of announcements made on the last episode of Talk of the Universe before this weekend. The first was made by the SRG BOSS. He promised to give the winner of the Grand Battle at Rumble the Rumble 4 a signed Master of Ceremonies card. This means that the winner of that event can present this card to Steve Resk. Steve Resk will grant him a title shot of Steve's choice. Steve gets to pick the match that the holder of the signed Master of Ceremonies card will get to play, and he'll get to pick the championship he has to play for. Additionally, the other announcement from Dick Thunderlips, the winner of the Create a Competitor Tournament at Rumble at the Rumble 4, the winner of the Grand Battle at Rumble at the Rumble 4, and the winner of the Rising Stars Creating Cards Created Card Tournament. All three of those winners will become contenders for the Intergalactic Championship. So there's a lot riding on these tournaments. With that being said, let's start talking about Rumble at the Rumble 4. The event kicks off with a 30-player Create a Competitor tournament. The winner gets to Create a Competitor in Super Show the Game. They start off with five Swiss rounds, cutting to a top 16, and then working top 16 to top 8 to top 4 to the finals. In the top 16, all of the matches were played using the New York Rules stipulation. In the top 8, the quarterfinals, they were all dark matches. The semifinals were all tables matches. And the finals was played using the main event stipulation. The two finalists end up being two-time create-a-competitor tournament winner James Booker and one-time create-a-competitor tournament winner Bob Dunn. James Booker is using Chloe Mai. Bob Dunn is using Big Bad Bobby D. This match goes to crowd meter one, where there are no bonuses to finish rolls and no bonuses to breakout rolls. I believe James Booker rolls a 10, and Bob Dunn is unable to kick out. James Booker wins the Rumble at the Rumble 4 Create a Competitor Tournament. He'll get to create another competitor for Super Show the Game, and he will get a future shot at the Intergalactic Championship. This, of course, goes along with James Booker also being the holder of the Cookies Fortune. So James Booker sitting pretty right now, racking up accolades in the legendary Fighting Federation. 
the second and final event at Rumble at the Rumble 4 was the Grand Battle event. This was an event where each player received a payoff pack. They had to build a competitor, singles competitor, out of this payoff pack, and then they would compete using the Grand Battle stipulation until there was just one winner. The Grand Battle is similar to the Birdcage, where it's going to be groups of six. I have some conflicting reports here. I was told there are 27 players, three pods of six, and one of seven, but that's only 25. It's possible that they were either 25 players or three pods of seven and one of six. That's the only way you get to 27 players. Either way, four groups using the grand battle stipulation where each player received a payoff pack. They opened it up. They chose a competitor out of the payoff pack. They chose the cards that were in the payoff pack, including the extra skill cards, the uh, promo cards. All of these skill requirement cards were legal, regardless of whether or not you met that skill requirement. Additionally, I know there was talk about handing out players some over-the-top cards because the entrance and the spectacle that came in the payoff pack could not be used. I don't know if that happened. It could have. I did not get any reports on that. Also, they did say, and this did happen in the event, you could use a tag team, tornado tag team, or a trio card, a trio competitor set or a tag team competitor set if you had them. You simply had to scale these skills down appropriately. So, for example, if you pulled a trio, you just divided all the skills by three. Instead of being 15 through 30, it was 5 through 10. The finishes, however, you treated the same. So if a finish gave you, say, plus six, because it was scaled to trios, it gave you the plus six in singles. There were four group winners. Those four group winners were Chris Pagillo using the Mew World Order Trio. So there was one trio in the top four. Fotista Brock Carson using the Grump. Andrew Trebing using King Carcosa. And Kid Thunder using the Ikuzo Super Show version of LED. These were the four group winners. They all faced off under the Grand Battle stipulation. The first eliminated from this group was Fotista. The next eliminated was Andrew Trebing. Immediately after Andrew Trebing is eliminated, Kid Thunder hits a finish against Chris Pagillo. And he wins. Kid Thunder gets to create a card in Super Show. In addition, he gets a Master of Ceremonies card from Steve Resk for a future Shattered Championship. And in addition to that, he gets a shot, like James Booker, at the Intergalactic Championship. Those were the big events at Rumble at the Rumble 4. There was also one championship match that happened there. I don't have a lot of details on that. This was for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championships. The Candy Vikings, the team of Candyman Dan and Brian the Norseman, the newest member of Impact, faced off against the higher class team of the general manager John Clace and loudmouth Leo Larynx. I don't have any details about this, but I know that 
Candy Vikings retained, they're still the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champions. That brings us to today's big event, January 30th, the Rising Stars Creating Cards Tournament in Alpharetta, Georgia, run by the ACCW. The main tournament had 16 players, five Swiss rounds, and then cut to a top eight. There were no stipulations in the quarterfinals and no stipulations in the semifinals. The finals match, as well as the third place match, was played using the main event stipulation. The third place match actually ended up running longer than the finals. I'll give you that first. The third place saw, and I apologize if I mispronounce any of these names, C.J. McPhee as the Roach, Noel Torres Jr., versus Ain Nagapur using the Mad One. I believe this went pretty deep. I cannot remember the crowd meet off the top of my head, but Ain won using the Mad One. He takes third place. The finalists were Piglet, who I believe is Matthew Turner, playing as Neptune, and Primetime Brian Lee, the creator of Johnny Korea, playing as Unique. This match went to crowd meter one. The winner, who gets to both create a card for Super Show the Game and gets a future shot at the Intergalactic Championship, is Primetime Brian Lee. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all of the winners. As far as the other matches on the ACCW Rising Stars Creating Cards card goes, I don't have a ton of details, but I'll give you what I have. The first match on the card, the LFF Rising Stars Tag Team Match. This is for the current Rising Stars tournament that's going on. We saw Rob Britt with his partner, Jonathan Few, take on Swaggy D at his partner, Kid Thunder. Jonathan Few and Rob Britt were on site. Kid Thunder and Swaggy D were playing over the computer. The winners, Kid Thunder and Swaggy D. Swaggy D advances in the Rising Stars tournament. The next match was a high-stakes match. And it's spelled not like Stakes, like you normally think of a high stakes, like something at stake, but like meat, like a porterhouse or a filet mignon or something like that. I don't know why it's spelled like steaks. I don't know if there was any meat on the line. As far as I know, there was you no know, no beef was on the line in this match. There was, however, I believe a Tanahashi card from the New Japan Pro Wrestling box set. That competitor set was on the line. We saw primetime Brian Lee using the original Snake Pit take on CJ McPhee using the Rising Sun. The winner receiving that Tanahashi competitor set, CJ McPhee. So he takes fourth place in the big tournament, but he does get that card, that competitor set. The next match on the card. The ACCW Tornado Tag Team Championship match. We see the champion, Raymond Rappaport, El Lama Sr., using Storage Warriors, take on the challenger, Robbie Souls, Robbie G., using Gray Matter. This match goes deep. It's like a 40-minute match. The winner 
new ACCW Tornado Tag Team Champion, Robbie Souls. Congratulations to Robbie G. Finally, we have the ACCW Heavyweight Championship. Matthew Curtis Turner, a.k.a. Piglet, the champion with Krampus, the challenger, Jeremy Steigerwald using frequent flyer. The winner here, Matthew Curtis Turner, he retains the ACCW Heavyweight Championship. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all of the winners at this event. With that, let's talk about the championship matches that happened throughout this week. There wasn't really a set day or event that contained a lot of these matches. Instead, they just kind of happened here and there. I told you about one of them already, the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship that happened at Rumble at the Rumble 4. There was also defense of the LFF Tri-State Championship, the singles championship. The champion, Wrench Monkey, with Rising Sun, took on challenger, general manager John Clace. The general manager, John Clace, received a sealed package from Loudmouth Leo Larynx that he used the cards in that package for this challenge, for his shot at the championship. He had a pre-constructed deck with a champion of Kickstarter and Highwater as his competitor. So the general manager, John Clace, with Highwater, took on the champion, Wrench Monkey, with Rising Sun. They played using New York rules, so the match started at crowd meter one. It went to crowd meter two. In the end, the winner and still champion, Wrench Monkey. I believe that was Wednesday night after Talk of the Universe. Friday night, the World Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Kirk Polka, the champion with Chloe Mai, took on the challenger, the ring general, the cannoli, Anthony Perry. Anthony Perry, using his own creation, Nanook from the North, he got this shot at the championship by cashing in a signed Master of Ceremonies card. There were no stipulations in this match. The match went to crowd meter two. In the end, the winner and new world heavyweight champion, Anthony Perry. The ring general becomes the LFF world heavyweight champion. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Wrench Monkey if I forgot to mention it. There are two championship matches scheduled to happen today, Sunday, January 30th, as I record this. One of them has already happened. The other will be taking place either as I'm recording this or after I record this. If I have time, I will go back and add that to the end of this show. The first match, which I did not realize was happening tonight, was a defense of the LFF Underworld Championship. The champion, the Grump Danny Thunder, with Lawman Nick, took on the challenger, Alec Ventresca, using Kenny Omega. This was a long match. I believe it went about 40 minutes or so. 40 to 50, I could be wrong on that estimate. The match went all the way to crowd meter three. The winner, after hitting his grapple finish and rolling 10 twice before, Hits a finish up crowd meter three, rolls ten again. This time, his opponent is unable to break out. And Alec Ventresca, with the one-winged angel, becomes the new 
Underworld Champion. Congratulations to him. I believe he was kind of an underdog in this match, but he ends up walking away the new Underworld Champion. So the two biggest singles belts are put on the line this weekend, and the challengers step up to the plate and deliver. We have two brand new champions for the Underworld Belt and the World Heavyweight Championship Belt. Congratulations to both of them. Now the other match scheduled to start at 8 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, January 30th, as I record this, is a match for the LFF Triad Championship. The current Triad Champion is Jacob Maynard. The challengers are Stu Rainey and the Nightmare King, Michael Nichols. One caveat, if due to internet issues, the Nightmare King cannot make the match, John Doe will be the substitute. John Doe will get the shot instead. Again, if I can give you the results of that, I will. With that being said, those were the two big stories from this week. The two big events from this week and the championship matches. Some odds and ends we have next week coming up. Captain Con, the first weekend in February. The Play Pure tournament will debut there to crown the inaugural Play Pure champion. The SRG Award Show will happen there. Fifteen of the nominees were announced on the last episode of Talk of the Universe. There are supposed to be about 40 awards total. I don't know if they're going to announce the other 20-something nominees on the next episode. I can tell you that there will be a special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast talking about the nominees coming up. It will probably come out before next episode of Talk of the Universe, so we won't have those additional nominees. And there's really just not enough time, because we're going to have the rest of the nominees revealed on Wednesday, and then on Saturday, three days later, we're going to have the winners announced. So there really isn't a lot of time to talk about the nominees between the time they're given out and the time the awards are given out. A little bit disappointing in that regard. The third match of the CCC has wrapped up. Again, the four competitors in that match were Harvey Luster, created by Greg Shockley, Hank the Tank, created by Henry Maholland, Fotista, created by Brock Carson, and Johnny Korea, created by Brian Lee. We won't know who won until the next episode of Talk of the Universe. We won't know who's going to be in match four until the next episode of Talk of the Universe. I can tell you this. In the early stages of voting, I'd say the first 12 to 24 hours, they forgot to hide the results of the voting when you went to the link to vote in the CCC. So I can tell you that very early on, John Korea had a huge lead. As it went on, Fotista did build up and was a credible you know, second-place contender. Did Fotista overtake Johnny Korea, or did Johnny Korea maintain the lead? We won't find out till this Wednesday. But almost certainly this was a two-man race. Fotista and Johnny Korea were the clear favorites. Harvey Lester 
and Hank the Tank, unfortunately, did not do well. I did reach out to Greg Shockley because Harvey Lester has created some great promos in the past. Unfortunately, Greg Shockley, unwell, not able to post promos like he normally does. Had he been able to post promos, who knows what would have happened. What we do know is that it's either Johnny Korea or Fotis, and we'll just have to wait till Wednesday to find out. There were a couple of other bits of news that came out. There's going to be a Tornado Tag Team Championship match on February 2nd, next Wednesday. I'm assuming after Talk of Universe. I could be wrong on that. But next Wednesday, Hold the Line Harry, the champion with the Transatlantic Express, will defend against the Fireball, Scott Winterbauer, who will be using the My Girls Tornado Tag Team to challenge for the belt. And then finally, before I get into the tournaments from this past week that weren't the live tournaments, the online tournaments, before I get into the online stuff, there were a couple raffles this week. There was a fill the van raffle on Wednesday, where if you made donations for the fill the van campaign, you received essentially entries in the raffle. They drew those entries on Talk of the Universe. If you're curious, as to whether or not you won, you can check that out to see what you won. There was also a number of uh, Royal Rumble raffles based around the WWE Royal Rumble. I talked about four, two men's and two women's for a creative competitor. They added a fifth Wednesday night for a shot at an AJ Styles. They did post everyone's entrance number on the SRG Super Show discussion group. So if you're curious as to who won, look for that post there, check it out, and you can see who won the creative competitors, who won the AJ Styles. And now let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. We'll start Monday night with the Monday night proving ground. This week's stipulation was the nursery rhyme stipulation, where if you played cards with head, shoulder, knee, and toe in the name, there was a bonus if you played cards with Eye, ear, mouth, or no in the name, there was a bonus. If you're able to get all eight in play, you won via special finish. The winners in this event after the top cut were in fourth place, playing as D1, Chris Pagillo. In third place, playing as El Superombre, Carlos Lumbre. In second place, playing as JP Warhorse. Scott Winterbauer, and the winner, playing as the one above all, Anthony Perry. Congratulations to him. Next week, the stipulation for the next Proving Grounds taking place tomorrow, January 31st, is that all of the competitors used have to have beards. Not only do all of the competitors have to have beards, but... The card slamming beards can stop strikes, grapples, and submissions, even if they are unstoppable. So if you're interested in playing tomorrow, that's the stipulation. Your competitor has to have a beard. And slamming beards, which I believe is card number 26, can stop strikes, grapples, and submissions, even if they're unstoppable. That was Monday night. Thursday night. We have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. 
The theme of this particular Thursday Night Fights was Echoes of the Past Number 2. I believe, and I'm not 100% on this, but I believe you could use versions of competitors that had been sort of uh, moved to tag team. So you could use, for example, the original Everybody, the original Gold Standard. I could be wrong on that. This was a, from what I can tell, 24-player event organized into two groups, a 16-player group and an 18-player group, and it was double elimination. I could be wrong about this, but it appears to be a double elimination event to me. The top four in this event end up being the Lucha Monaco Uberstar and Michael Kerr playing as the Lucha Monaco Uberstar and Kota Ibushi, respectively. Those were your semifinalists. The finalists were Danny Thunder as the Grump and Alec Ventresca as Jay White. The winner, the Grump, Danny Thunder, playing as himself. Congratulations to him for winning Chibi's Echoes of the Past number two. The final event from this week took place last night. It was a trios event put on by Lucky Cat Nico. It was a very small event, only ended up being five players. So it was a round-robin format, the highest player won. In fifth place was Swaggy D playing as Wall of Text. In fourth place, playing as New Wall Order was Nick. I'm not sure what Nick that is. I'm just getting that Nick was fourth place. Third place was Dizzy Derailed playing as My Girls. Second place was Simon Strauss playing as Warlords of the Sea. And the winner going undefeated with Team Valiant was Sean Loeb. Sean Loeb wins Lucky Cat Nico's pop-up trios event. Congratulations to him. As far as events coming up for next week, as of right now, currently on Supershowthegame.com, there is nothing listed. However, based on past experience and announcements that have been made, we know there's going to be Proving Ground Monday night. It's reasonable to expect there to be something on Thursday night. It's reasonable to expect Dojo to happen Tuesday night. As far as this weekend, again, Captain Con is this weekend. I would be extremely doubtful that there would be any other competing online event this weekend to compete with CaptainCon. Could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. We'll just have to see. I do, however, have the results of that LFF Triad Championship match. Those did come in in time for me to add them to the end of the show. So here they are. The three competitors in the triad match were the champion Jacob Maynard using Scott Prime, the Nightmare King Michael Nichols using the original Brian Cage, and John Doe using L.A. Park. While John Doe did not need to substitute in for the Nightmare King, he did end up having to substitute in for Stu Rainey. Stu Rainey, the main event, could not make the match. So the three competitors in the match were the challengers, John Doe and Nightmare King, and the champion, Jacob Maynard. These three squared off in a 30-minute match. The 
focus of the match from watching it from the crowd, from the commentary, was the aggressive play by Michael Nichols. The play from Mr. Nichols seemed to at times aggravate the crowd. However, at crowd meter one, Michael Nichols throws a strike finish, rolls a 10, and the champion is unable to break out. Michael Nichols, the Nightmare King, becomes the LFF Triad Champion. Congratulations to Mr. Nichols on his first taste of LFF Gold. And with that being said, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.